You're listening to Post Perspectives Meet the Artist podcast, sponsored by Puget Systems. Hi, I'm Randy Altman with Post Perspective. Welcome to the latest episode of our Meet the Artist podcast. For this edition, Ian Blair spoke to Eva Longoria about directing Flaming Hot, which was her first feature film. We also talked to her about the post process and how much she loves it. I hope you enjoy the conversation. I mean, I know you've directed many times before smaller projects. Very briefly, how did you prepare for a big movie? I mean, did you talk to a lot of directors and ask for advice or just brush in and do it? No, I um, I have a lot of great mentors uh, that are film directors. So I, I definitely tapped into uh, their knowledge. But to be honest, my the speed at which we had to go to shoot this movie, all of my TV experience kicked in. <laughs> and Feather will tell you, like we shot at a TV pace and the production schedule was very more elastic because I was able to like, okay, this we're going to shoot, 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 shoot. And then because tomorrow we need to shoot, we spend more time with this, right? Anything that needed scale and scope, we dedicated the time to. And the other stuff that I just, I needed to get, we had a lot of strips. Um, and I remember the head of production telling Feather and I, like, you'll never make your days. And we're like, oh no, we're making it. We're going to make our days. We're going to get it. We're going to move fast. Um, and the other great thing is, um, Feather and I are huge preppers. Sometimes you meet a DP who's not a prepper. Like they're like, ah, I'll get into the room and we'll, we'll see the room when I get there. And I'm like, no, I want to know what we're shooting, when we're shooting, how long are we shooting? What size the lens? What would, and Feather's the exact same way. Like we went over the directing plans five times. And then the day before Feather's like, we should go over it one more time. And I said, yeah, we should go over it one more time. Like Feather and I were both very big preppers and we had such a great ample amount of time to prep the movie that the shooting was so smooth and there was nothing we didn't get. There was not anything we punted, dropped. Um, there was nothing we didn't get because we were so prepared. Quick comment about collaborating on the look. I thought the film looked really good, the color scheme, everything. So what did Betty bring to the mix? And talk, just give us a quick sense of... Yeah, Feather is a genius. Um, also, Feather's background is commercials and music videos. And I love the DPs that come from that world because the composition is super dynamic. And I knew I wanted dynamic framing like different framing movement of camera like the camera is constantly moving we we kind of settle down eventually in certain scenes but like the pace of the edit is that way because of how feather shot this right like so it's like a page turner just moves and moves and moves and so uh, but feather and i talked about that we had so many references and before before they got the job i sent him the script and i said you know will you will you um take a look at this and he called me in 30 minutes. He had read the script in 30 minutes. And he was like, I need to shoot this movie. I, this is like, I need to shoot this movie. And I was interviewing DPs and he, he was the only one who wanted to make the same movie that I had envisioned. Like all of his references were my references. And he would give an example. He goes, you know, like, like this part uh, when he's a gangbanger, I think we should use you know, handheld because it it shows, you know, the, the freneticness of his life in this moment. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Like this episode, you know, this uh, epoca, this uh, what's epoca in English? Um, yeah. Era. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this this era in his life 
is it not stable. So the camera shouldn't be stable. And then, then it gets a little more stable. So then we're going to go into the, and so Feather and I just fully agreed on the camera choreography. And then um, what he brought to the table was this idea of different lenses for the different time periods. And he's like, all right, for the sixties and seventies, he was like, this is like, this is what it should look like tonally, the color, the mix, like this is what that era should look like. And then when we get into the eighties and then we get into the nineties and I think um, it's subtle, but differentiating enough because the movie originally in the script was delineated. Uh, and so we wanted you to know where you were by the cues of how it looked, right? Like, okay, now we're back in the seventies. Okay, now we're in the nineties. Okay, now we're back in the seventies. Uh, and then when we went into the edit, we ended up making it linear, but it still, it worked, it worked great. And that's, you know, Feather's genius and. Right. Um, Eva, I need some quick comments about post. Most actors never see the post process and the editing and everything, but you know it. But was this a bit of a steep learning curve? I will tell you, post did intimidate me when I thought about it. Like I was like, oh my God, because I've I've posted pilots. So I've I've had to do everything in a more condensed way. And when I saw the post schedule, I was like, why is there so much time for coloring? Um and Feve, <laughs> I was like, Feve, can you just color it? Like what what could I possibly see? that you're not going to catch. And uh, Feather's like, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do my job. And I'm going to show it to you. And I, and Feather's like, I promise you're going to have notes if you don't like something like you won't notice it. If you like it, you're going to notice it if you don't like it. And we had an amazing colorist, um, this Italian, what was his name? Walter. Walter, 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 Walter. Walter. Yeah. 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 And so this, that was the, probably the most, the biggest learning curve I had was coloring. So I get in there and Walter shows me a scene and he toggles between what he did and what it was. And I was blown away by how it made me feel, right? Like he warmed up the room, but he left the actor, he didn't touch the actor, but he warmed up the wall. Or one, and it made the scene feel different. And I said, oh my, I, I was blown away at how you can manipulate the feeling of the audience through the coloring of the film. You're listening to Post Perspectives Meet the Artist podcast, sponsored by Puget Systems. And then the sound mix, the sound mix was was fun because I've mixed, I've mixed pilots and I've mixed TV shows, but this process, was you know that on steroids right like eh, because it's such it's on the big screen you see everything and I'm like what does the fridge sound like what does the tortilla sound like wait the kid we should be hearing the footsteps of the kid when he walks in and um and I remember there is a there's a, a shot in the movie of a, a tortilla on a comal on uh, on the stove and when I was in the sound mix the sound they put over it was sizzling like and I go wait whoa, whoa, what is that and they go, well, you know, the tortilla cooking. And I said, it doesn't make that sound. It doesn't make any sound. It's not, you're not frying the tortilla. You're not, and that's that was something culturally specific that they wouldn't have known, right? right. But I think anybody else watching it goes, why is that sound on top of that tortilla? <laughs> <laughs> I, did, why did, yeah. I, loved, I loved the post process, loved it. 
Why, why did you have two editors? Were they both on set? How did that work? Oh, we ended up switching. So uh, we had one editor, Liza Spinas, who did the first assembly. She was with us through shooting. Um, she would get, you know, get us quick turnarounds for like, hey, will you just check if this worked? If we're missing anything, do we need to go back? Um, and she got it to a point uh, that was, she got it in like a really good shape. And then what was it like Christmas happened? And then Searchlight said, hey, can we can we try a new editor at this point to take it to the end? And so we just did a switch and Kayla came on. And I remember, I feel like Liza's cut, like our first cut was like two, two hours, nine minutes. It wasn't it, two hours, 20 minutes. It wasn't crazy. Like, oh my God, how are we gonna cut an hour out of this film? It actually was like, oh, okay, we can cut down from there. Uh, Kayla's first cut was like 99 minutes. It, it, Kayla's first cut is close to what the movie was. And she didn't lift anything. Cause I, we were going, okay, what scenes are we gonna lift out? Like the only way we're gonna cut that much time out of the movie is by lifting out entire scenes. And her magic, Kayla's magic in post was pace. And I'm not losing any scene. We're not losing scenes. We're gonna we're gonna condense it and pace everything up. And she just took the air out of it. Just taking the air out of the edit, brought it down to 99 minutes, and we didn't miss anything. And I remember Feather and I, when I sent him that that cut, Kayla's cut, he was like, "That's our movie." <laughs> so, are you going to be directing more than acting now? Because I know you've got two more big movies coming out. I do. I I like to do both. I like to direct what I'm acting in. Um, so I think I'll be doing more of both. I still, yeah, I still love acting. I just did two acting jobs and I just reading scripts. Feather and I are chomping at the bit to do our next project and we're reading things and we're just like, okay, what's next? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Post Perspectives Meet the Artist podcast, sponsored by Puget Systems. For more information, please visit PugetSystems.com.